0: Um, okay, we're going to go back to the Mishnah on Petas Summit Base, 89B. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun today. So, we had enough trouble when there's one, the, one Ksuva to collect. What happens when there's a the double Ksuva to collect? And then what happens when there's two wives? And they're both fighting over the same Ksuva and the same... Uh, so, what, that's what we're going to try to decipher today. So, uh, let's, the Mishnah begins. It's about six lines from the bottom. Shnei gitim v'shnei ksuvas. So, sometimes, what happens if a person married their ex? He married her once uh, and obligated himself in a ksuva, and then he marries her again, and uh, he, he's in for punishment, and so he takes on a second ksuva. Uh, so, the shnei uh, gittim v'shnei ksuvas go v'shnei ksuvas. We're going to see that there's two ways to remarry an ex. One way is totally new, and a new commitment. Now, it it would mean also that he divorced her, did the payout, paid her the full ksuva, um, and then a while later he remarried her and promised her a new ksuva. So that's two whole whole ksuvas. But there's another way to do it, which is they get divorced, he's got to pay the ksuva, he's going to get to it, and then he says, you know what, it's easier, just let's get remarried already, he can't afford to pay out the ksuva, or he wants to give it another chance, and so he takes her back on the first ksuva there's both ways to do either way could work so sometimes when he remarries the x it's two it's double and sometimes he remarries the x and it's single depending on the circumstance okay so both both ways could happen so but the first case is where he remarried her and in effect he took on a new ksuva so if He borrowed money to pay the first. Now he's going to have to borrow money to pay the second. Ksuvah. So she'll, she'll collect double now. She has all her documentation over here. She's got both get, both gets, and both suvas. That's that's what we've been learning now. That part of the suva process, uh, that is that she has to prove she's been divorced and uh, she has to prove that uh, there's a suva. What happens when there's only one get? Oh, suva. And this, we're going to see, it sounds like he rewrote the ksuva. He redid his nups. He did, he did more. Um, even what we had before, some people wrote a ksuva to an arusa, to an engaged fiancé, and then they, when they got married, they wrote another one. So in, the, in this case, the second one overrides the first. It's, uh, but we're going to talk about that. In other words, sometimes you have two ksuvas with the same wife, and sometimes you lost the first one, but then you wouldn't have two, you'd only have one. But here we're talking about where you actually wrote one, and then a while later you wrote another. So, uh, or there's two gets. Oh, means that you divorced her once, and uh, you, you before you paid out the first one, you remarried her, and then you divorced her again. So there's two gets, but there's only one suva. So, uh, uh or what happens if the, uh, the uh, there's a get and also a death certificate. So in all those cases, gova achas, one ksuva per customer. Okay. On the other hand, if he divorced and remarried uh, on the first, ksuvah, then it's only one. It's not automatic. Um, that it's two again. B- there's both scenarios. Uh, we're going through the Mishnah on Pei and Beis, and we're talking about where a person re- has two marriages uh, to their ex, and so the question is, are there two Ksuvas or one Ksuv? <coughs> so uh, now we now the Gemara has a question over here. All right, let's go with the cases where he has two Ksuvas. Um, so uh, e boy, and where it's one get and two Ksuvas per customer, right? Somehow he rewrote, the, and we're saying that he's, um, which one is the real one? Which one does he use? In other words, if he has two ksuvas, which one does he collect? So the Morris says, e Baha'i Gova, e Baha'i Gova. Do you mean to say he can do either one? Let's see Rashi. e Baha'i Gova. The, the first should be for 200
1: The
0: second should
1: be
0: for <laughs> Uh, that's, in the, that's in the case where he remarried, but what about it with the same wife he wrote her to? Okay. So which of the two is he collecting with? Right, but, but, but
1: where they remarried,
0: there, there is a difference There should be a difference. In, in that, that case, yes. Um, um, that's a good so point. Is that, is, that, is that what they're arguing about? Uh, we're going to get there, that? Dr. Yaffe. It uh, it's going to bring into what you're at. Dr. Uh, Yaffe is asking an interesting thing. When you remarry the same wife and you take over the old suva, um, there's a famous joke about that. Uh, you take over the oxuva. I'll tell you, the halacha first. So the question is, you know where I'm going. The, uh, <laughs> there's a lot about ex-wives, right? The, uh, uh, but when you take over the Ksuva, so his question is, the first Ksuva, he married a virgin, and so he committed to a woman who married for the first time. you got to pay her a lot more. But if he takes over the same Ksuva the second time, she's already used goods. So he, he offers less. I hate, I hate to be crass sometimes, that's just, I just want to, um, uh, uh, but it, uh, it's just, uh, the uh, so he's marrying her a second time, so he should pay less, so if he's taking over the first ksuva, shouldn't he get a reduction in the ksuvah? Shouldn't he pay less? Or does it mean that when he takes over the second time, he's really taking over the first marriage? You know, he gave a divorce, but he's undoing the divorce, so to speak, and so he's still married, to the, he's taking on that first obligation. So the way the joke works was that, uh, a person uh, uh, had certain problems with their wife, and they couldn't get along, and he divorced her, and then right after the divorce, in front of the same basin that gives the divorce, he remarries her. Uh, and the and the in is shocked. He says, all right, we could actually hand the ring, we just divorced you. And he, he said, well, he said, for a second wife, I could put up with that kind of stuff. Like uh, the first <laughs> wife, the... Uh, in other words, the, uh, Yeah, in other words, when a person already by the second one, they, they uh, you know, they're... they're they're not as picky, and so those same issues for a second one ain't bad. But the first one, you know, that's got to be much better. The, uh, but at any rate, so let's see the gemara. That, he does it
1: right. He's got a, he's got a, you know, a net gain on the on the transaction, you know, because yeah. uh, he's getting remarried. But it's so, you know, he's, all, he's only paying the original two hundred. He's not paying three
0: hundred. Right, right, that's right. Let's just see that Rashi though. First Rashi, e boy Baha'i gova bitmiya. The gemara over here is asking a question. Vashtek suvas Vegetkoi. which of the three uh, we had a multiple cases in the Mishnah? We're talking about where he only married once, but he gave her double suvas. The and we said over there she only can collect one, even though he wrote it again. tani ainlo We didn't say the second one automatically. We said just one, one per customer. So we didn't identify. We we could have said that you always go with the last one. Alma, we see e, uh, e le le mizman trefe. there is a reason why the first one is better because the earlier it is if he sold off property in between she can repo all the way back to the date of when he first obligated himself whereas let's say in the 25th wedding anniversary he wrote her a new ksuva and he gave her more money in the second suva. that may be true but the second ksuva is only leanable from the date of the second ksuva but it won't go back to the first so when we say the more now is asking a question, we said two cuvas, you get one. It didn't say the last one, which is normally the way you work when you rewrite a document. So does that imply you could do either one? That's not so simple. His his opinion was whenever you have two transactions, the second one always overrides the first. You ignore the first one after that. The first one's gone. If you rewrite it. He says that our Mishnah didn't say that way. So are we excluding that opinion? He's saying it's moot. Yeah. So la vit mar motor You could never ever have two kosuvas. In theory, right, right. That's right. That's right. And so how? So this, our Mishnah seems to say that, no, you could have two. Right. So it seems to exclude that opinion. Right. So the said, no, not necessarily. Why? La vit mar papa, motor of nam di the It could be that there's something new uh, in the second ksuva that wasn't in the first. And so it's not a total rewrite. If you did a, a rewrite, they're exactly the same, so then the second one. But if the second one had something that you left out in the first, so then you could keep the first and just consider the second as adding something. For example, let's say she, uh, you gave her a certain property for the ksuva and she likes a certain tree that's like really on his part of the property. And, you know, on the 25th wedding, here, honey, here, have a tree. And you throw in the tree. So th- in this case, that tree, um, uh, th- that tree um, is additional. So we know why he rewrote it. So we don't mean to exclude the first. We just mean to add it. Let's see the Rashi. Throwing in a tree. Um, uh, he doesn't mean to forgive the lien that came from the first document, but uh, he just wanted to add in the tree. But he can't collect both. He doesn't say that he's adding on the first. But he, in the second, Suva doesn't mention the first. So she really will have a choice. She can either take the second with the additional tree, or she can take the first one. Um Okay, fine. So that's the, that uh, we really don't have a proof to the, the Rev Nachman's din is if you rewrite the same document, it overrides it. But if you rewrite it a little different, then it could be it's a different, it doesn't necessarily nullify the first. And then if you, if she wants, she could choose either one. That's the way Rashi learns. Okay, fine. Moving along. Tan Rabban. Tan And our rabbis learn hotzi get Viksuva Vamisa. So uh, she pulls out, she comes to court, And she says, here's the get, here's the ksuva. And not only that, he passed away. And so um, Rashi says, how does he pass away? This is the destitute, Eide Misa, the testimony that he died. Let's see. uh, Let's do that, uh, Rashi. Uh, Umisa. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is is there something about the ksuva number one that would be appealing for her to take that over a number two? Yes, yes. Good question, Richard. Yeah, so why would he want the first one if the second one has the tree? So why would, he, why would he want the first one? The answer is, let's say it was 20 years later. And let's say when they wrote the first one, uh, he had more property to collect from. So 20 years later, when he added the tree, let's say he didn't have enough property to satisfy it. So you can only uh, see, go back and repo from the date of the Ksuva. So the first one was written much earlier. So if there's a transaction that happened after the first one, she could actually go to those buyers and see Zerksuva. Whereas the second one, it might have added a little bit more, but it doesn't go back all the way. So it's not going to cover any property he sold uh, before the date of the second one. So that would be the advantage of the first one of the second one. Um, Let's see Rashi Umisa. uh, Last Rashi on the page. The Ede Misa, he's got... Um, so Rashi's explaining, how, how does he come to court with his death? Here's the body? Like, what is the... So Rashi says, no, he brings testimonies that he died. And over here, she's trying to collect double. One, the is Gershin, and one, uh, one is he divorced her, and one is uh, now he, he died. So,
1: uh, he remarried her or he didn't?
0: He remarried he her. Didn't. So Hotsi uh, Get Vaksuva Umesa. I'm sorry. Um... Yeah, so he's got all three. So let's see the Gemara as we turn to today's page. So im get kodem Luxuva. So if the, the get was before the first ksuva, meaning there's he divorced her uh, and wrote her. Uh, there's one ksuva before the um, uh, for ksuva number one. And I'm sorry, um, he he wrote a ksuva and then he divorced her. So she's entitled to one ksuva. Then he remarries her and gives her another ksuva and then he dies. So im get then we'll get two ksuvas. If the ksuva comes before the get, so ain't gova then he's only got one ksuva per customer. is zero, and when he took her back, Almanas Ksuva Rishona zero That's only one ksuva. So we got the same husband, he marries her twice. The question is, is there double ksuva and that? So it depends on the way he did it. As we said before. Okay, new Mishnah. Aviv. So this is um uh, th- this, uh, this is an illegal case, actually. A father's not supposed to marry a minor, a minor boy. Is what, uh, usually the, uh, the son, what he does isn't valid at this point because he's not old enough to, uh, but his father says, son, you're getting married. Okay. <laughs> so, um, they, again, in the middle ages, um, they sometimes had to do stuff that you wouldn't, um, uh, in order to uh, survive for different reasons, um, so let's say his father married her, uh, married her. So basically, the marriage isn't valid yet because he's, um, uh, he's not a- capable of commitment. But then he stays married until he's an adult. And he lives with her as an adult. So then we say that it turns into a marriage as he becomes an adult. And the commitments that he made now become binding.
1: Well, who made them?
0: Well, it, initially it was made um, by his father pushed him into marriage as a minor, but now he stays married as an adult.
1: No, but who made that super commitment?
0: I guess he did. Um, like he, the
1: cotton or the father? The cotton. Cotton can't do anything. Yeah, That's do the that. problem.
0: Right. But oh, so we're saying so it's like, it, who, 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 made, that's
1: saying, who pledged that original? So that's what Moore's question <laughs> he, he did, but
0: he wasn't able to. <laughs> that's right. Um, so we, I don't know whether he signed it or not. It's a very funny scenario. Having like, it's almost like, we almost seem to say it's like he could have like a rabbinic marriage or he could pretend to be married. He could play house. And then if he stays married as an adult, it turns into something real. He stays married with the assumption that he's taking over the first one. Or, this is even more wild, he wrote it as a non-Jew to his wife. He wrote her a ksuva. They learned about Judaism. Isn't that a nice idea <coughs> that you marry a ksuva? He writes his wife a promise of ksuva and then uh, he converts. So, uh, but he, and he remarries her but he didn't write the ksuva so the old ksuva still works. Shalminas kaima because he's He's marrying her. And they when he stays, um, basically, it's the same husband and the same wife. It's just before he was a minor and or before he was a non-Jew, but he's keeping the same marriage going. Uh, so the k'suva will still continue even though it wasn't rewritten.
1: So it's binding from the time that it was written, or binding from the time that the marriage was
0: called? Sounds like it was binding. See, this is a monetary obligation, so it's binding from the time it was written. Yeah, so it's a big kiddish really. Usually we would look at Yeah. Rich rich. yeah, yeah. Let's see Rashi, Suva Kayama, ger, Shukut. Uh Shekasula Bayosachovni wrote it as a non-Jew. So let's see the Gamar. So Omar Ravuna Loshna Alamanama Uh that which there's a a basic Suva, that's on the basic, Avotosevis Ailo. Because he's holding you know why there's no there's no extra? The extra uh, was done when uh, Basically, when they live together as an adult, so every person that lives together as an adult uh, commits to a k'suva. Let's see, Rashi. The, the first shot is really whatever they wrote as a minor or as a goy is worthless. But the reason why they have k'suva is because it's automatic. If they live together as adults, if they live together as husband and wife, he's obligated in k'suva. So that's the first view. So let's say the first k'suva he wrote as a kid his father, you know, the other side said, "Hey, you had a few zeros in there, little boy," and the boy said, "Okay, that's fine. He has a whole bunch of zeros. He's not going to have to pay that. <laughs> <laughs> he only has to pay, uh, you know, the uh, he only has to pay the the, the minimum suva, uh, because whatever he did as a minor or whatever he did as a goy is not binding. We're just saying that now they're married as, as adult Jews. They owe suva, uh, but not to Tosher. says afilu No." his opinion is you got to pay attention to that document so let's see if we can prove who's right mesve kichu no tell what happens if they wrote a new one then no tell my kichu what's in the new one they'll take kichu in low kichu lo only if they uh, if they made a new one so um, here it doesn't mean they made a new one it means that they stayed married after they were adult or they stayed married they, they re-vowed when they converted, or they re-vowed as once he hit bar mitzvah. So he made a bar mitzvah, I'm now a proud Jew, and I, I affirm my marriage, right? So these <coughs> so this implies that the only then do you take on the old obligation. So that's a question where Yudas said, what do you mean? You, you automatically take on. So Yudas said, you could read this like Rabbi Yehuda. af even that, it didn't say that. It said kitchu and a toast maisha kitchu. Lo uh, tanihachi. It said so. You, you can explain it like this. Kitchu, if, you, if you, they read, affirm their vows. So whatever they said, ma'isha kitchu. Lo kitchu, if they didn't. Basula Govas misai mamana mana Chuf to dru This sounds like not like Rabbi Yehuda. So the answer is Rabbi Masnis natisa. He made a mistake in the Mishnah. Who kayemis akula milsa. We thought he thought that it meant the original ksuva is intact. It's referring to the first ksuvah, the basic suva, not the add-on. Basically, we're saying Rabbi Huda was wrong. We're saying Rabbi Huda made a mistake. Rabbi Huda interpreted our Mishnah to mean that what he did as a minor is valid. And so therefore, if the first ksuvah as a little kid, I signed that, you know, I added all those zeros, he has to do. But he uh, actually made a mistake. It could mean when we said the first suva was good, we only meant the basic, not the add-on. Um, so the only question I have is, usually we use the word double tshufta when we, when we knock out somebody. So was Rabbi Yehuda really knocked out or not? That I don't know. It, but it does say tshufta. It says Rabbi Yehuda, was, his opinion was, was erased, but it didn't say like a slam dunk, but it said it's erased. Okay. Uh, so let's look at the top tosos. Um Somebody just asked me this question over here. Uh, this is what Dr. Yafi So the R. So the top uh, so, Tostas, so Tosis has a question, my uh, kamashman, if that's true, what's it tell you? It says that he keeps them married. Why is it, why, why would the Mishnah say that the old suva counts for anything? Um, if we're saying that all you get is the basic and you get the basic even if they didn't write anything, so why, does the Mishnah have to, why do they have to write one as a minor? In other words, we learned in the Mishnah that they wrote one as a minor or they wrote <laughs> one as a goy, and then they got married as a Jew when they converted or as an adult, that they get the basic suva. But if that's true, why do we have to say it that the old suva counts? Um, even if the old suva didn't count, they would get the basic suva. So according to this, that they're, all they're getting is the basic, the old suva really doesn't count for anything. What do they gain by that? Uh, so, <coughs> and you can't tell me maybe the tarv mishabdi. Maybe you get from the first date. I've got less than He says you can't collect from the date of the first suva. So what? Basically, because the, the second suva is going to be the real one, not the first one. This, even though he married her as a virgin. And now he's older. baula. And now when he converts, she's a, she's she's no longer he's the real marriage <laughs> is after he converts or after he's an adult. And at that point, she's a baula. So still he she gets the ksuva shaminas kaima. That was the agreement. So um, that, that's what he's saying is that that even though basically Tosis is saying that even though the first ksuva doesn't count, it counts that. Uh, the second suva, he's not marrying a, a non-virgin. It's counting so, in some way, like the, he's taking on that part it of the... establishes
1: fr- the terms that are going to, go, to be... To
0: for be for the second suva. You know. That's what Tosus says. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like otherwise it would be like a Mecca. It's a yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. okay. Yeah. Hadrian La kakosi a fascinating uh, concept. New Mishnah. Yeah but like I said we got that That was a little bit complicated now we get another wife in the story and another ksuva and now we're going to have lots of fun okay person married two wives now he died that, that killed him you know, he had two wives okay that's the uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, I'm sorry so the first wife uh, so, so uh, that's right so the, that's right that's right, that's right. That's right. So, uh, so which wife collects? Let's say there's only enough for one. The guy married two wives and owes two ksuvas. So uh, the first wife collect comes before the second because he committed to her first. The Yoshe Harishona and those that, let's say the wife isn't here anymore, so those that inherit the first come as the Fine, that's a very basic first come, first serve. Okay, next. No says to let's say he married wife number one and then she died. And uh, so now wife number one doesn't get a ksuva if she dies because she's not here. But (coughs) this is a big but. The kids that he has from wife number one um, eventually will inherit him because all of his kids will inherit him. But the part of the first ksuva was called ksuvas binindikrin, the ksuva of the male children. Um, Basically, the females will all get married. We're not worried about them. But the sons, um, when she got married, she brought certain properties over to the husband's side. Now, the shver didn't want to give them to the husband because, in, in, uh, we, we had this before, by the way, that a lot of times the women died in childbirth. It was very, um, you know, they didn't, sometimes they didn't live so long. So if the wives wouldn't live long and the husband would remarry and the, uh, the, the wife's father gave property to the husband... So his property might end up to the second or third <laughs> wife's kids. And so, therefore, he would be reluctant to give it to this daughter because he's giving it away to non-blood relative people that aren't even connected to him. So one of the conditions of the Ksuva is that when uh, the, the property that came from this wife will go to her children that she had from him and not to any future children from other marriages even though normally inheritance is inheritance. People inherit whatever the father has. The, over here, the, the, the ksuva, there is no ksuva. I mean, he, she died, so she's not collecting the ksuva. But her kids will collect the bin and Dickrin. They'll collect the things she brought into the marriage many, many, many years later when the father dies and they inherit, they'll collect that off the top. That's the ksuva's bin and Dickrin. So... Uh, that's the case. So again, no says shown. He married wife number one. She dies. So she's gone. There's no ksuva to collect. But the properties that she brought to the marriage are then specially earmarked in the will for the sons from that marriage. Then he marries wife number two and has kids from wife number two. And then he dies. So Shni of uh the second, uh, um, second, um, second wife, and uh, those that inherit they come first. Uh, why is that? Because the second wife is, um, is, is an IOU. He committed when he married the second wife that he was committing his property. So he's, he's got two, two, two different claimants. Wife number one's kids and wife number two's kids. Wife number one's kids is inheritance. They inherited the part from, when their father dies, they inherit the part of the what was left of their father's inheritance that came from their mother originally. Wife number two, it's not inheritance. It's the ksuva, the wife number two who could still be alive. It, it's the uh, ksuva that's owed to her. Um, it's a debt. So the debt's got to be paid off before the inheritance.
1: No, you're right, but but, but they can't take from that property. That no, they
0: could. The debts could be paid from the the property. Even from the Benin-Dichren stuff? Even from the benin stuff, right. So, that's right.
1: So, so wait a so we, we learned the first wife dies. Yeah, we did. Yeah. That's it. The first wife dies, the husband inherits her, right? Correct. So is he allowed to sell the property of Benin-Dichren because it's not really his? There's a lien on it that it goes back to the... I'd have to go back and look at those okay. I don't remember
0: exactly what the uh uh I, I, it sounds like he can't that there is this lien to the son, but um I don't. I don't remember exactly how we but but basically, she died. He inherits her, and he can use that property to pay his debts.
1: That's not what the original father-in-law wanted. He just well, he just, well, he just didn't
0: want it going to other people's kids. Right, and now
1: he's allowing it. It's, not, it's not going
0: to other people's kids. It's just going to the husband. The husband is using it. Right, to pay. but then when the
1: husband dies, it's going to other people's kids, which is not the way it was. Well, it's
0: not so much as going to the other wife's kids. It's going to pay his debts. It could be that his debts are. Uh,
1: it's going to end up with other people's kids. That's what's going to happen. Exactly yeah, that's what's, what's going to happen.
0: to happen. Right, right. But if there is inheritance money, his kids will inherit. That, it seems like that'll satisfy the father-in-law. But let's just see the Rashi. So, Shnia, um, of the Yoshea Kodman, Shahu Balas Chov, because the second wife, the Ksuve um, Zod, the Inan and Tanan, because the, um, they will inherit Lefikak Poronesa Chov First, they have to pay off the debts v'hashar Yerusha, and the rest is inheritance. So in this case, uh, where the ksuva uh, uh, the, the is a debt, so we, we're not going to... So again, if both sets are equal, the first ones come before the second. But if one is a debt and one is Yerusha, we pay the debts before the inheritance. And so the sons from the first marriage is inheritance, that's it, that, uh, the second sons is a debt, they get paid off first. Okay. It's interesting how that works. Let's see the Gemara. Since we said the first one comes, we didn't say the first ones have and not the second. What if the second ones, um, they grab it? Um, (coughs) Again, this is what happens in inheritance, unfortunately. Uh, Everybody feels entitled. And uh, they say, why should the first ones inherit? We want to inherit. So the question is, it's one thing to say in the ideal world we pay first things first. But what happens if they grab it? So this implies it didn't say they don't have you would keep it. Sh'ma bal chov, it's a famous question. If two people owe money so ideally we pay off the a first ones first. And if there's nothing left for the last one it's, it's tough luck. But what happens if they happen to get it their, get there first? A bal chov, or last one uh, gets there, it sounds like, if they get there, what they collect, they collect. If they, so the scenario is, uh, the, guy, uh, the guy died, and he left $100 cash, $100 uh, silver coins in his estate. And he owed two people money. And they both go running. And the more recent one gets there first. So if he got there, he was owed the money. It's just he owed somebody else money earlier. There was no lien on it. So ideally, if we, the money was given to Bayes, in and we had two people, we would say, well, who borrowed first, right? But the money wasn't given to Bazin. Somebody grabs it. So it, it sounds like the Allah is whoever grabs it, gets to keep it. So the it wants to prove that, and that's not so simple. But the it so says, you can't prove that from here. Because you could read the mission to say, Eimelech, Maisha, Gova, Lo, Maybe he wouldn't get it. Aye, what does it mean, Kodemis? It, what comes first? The Gamri. It means completely. It could be that the later debtors are out of luck. You got to pay the first bills first, and the later debtors get nothing. Um, They had that. um, They had that. What was that guy that ripped everybody off? um, Madoff. So the question was, they had a certain amount of money to pay back everybody. Uh, So do you give everybody a percentage of that, or do you satisfy the first ones that got ripped off first, and then the last ones, you know, were they uh, what would Would be out of luck? So that's really the question: How do you deal with that? So the more it says, you could, you, 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 you could read it this way, uh, and over there it says the son comes before the daughter, actually the daughter doesn't get anything, it just means that, he has, that, that there, if there is a son, he'll get first. Here also it says the, the first one, it doesn't mean that there is a second one, it just means the first one. So that's one way to read it. You could read it another way, it didn't say if the second one came first with Tosayn Better, You take it away. McCloudy called me Shania That if the second one would grab it, no, take it away. If there was a later debtor grabbed it first, Maisha Gava Logava. It doesn't work. You got to wait in line. Lumoris says, no, Aim lo Laynuk, Maisha Gava Gava. No, you could read it. If the second creditor got there and grabs it, he keeps it. Idi Tani your share Codeman. Since we learned that the second one and those inherit come before the first one, as we turn the page, So basically, just to repeat, there's a famous question when a person borrows, owes money to two people, and there's only enough for one. So ideally, we go back to the one that borrowed first. Uh, but if the second one got there and grabbed it, do we take it away? That's a, a debate. We tried to bring a proof from the Mishnah, and we said there's two ways to read it, so there is no proof. That's the bottom line. And that was this Baal Chayv Shagova. Okay. Then we said, No says Rishona, we are on the case of the two wives. So the Mores says, Shema last. We see three halachas from here. Shmamina, um, Akas Achas B'chaia, Ba'achas Moso. We see from uh, here, there's one debt when he was alive, and then there's another debt uh, when he died. Yesh Lehem um, has been The uh He's got two sets of kids, one with... Uh, um, one kid uh, that uh, inherited while um, uh, they, that was uh, when he was alive, meaning when their mother died. And then the second set of kids come in after, after that one's mother died. He marries a new wife. And what's happening is that we are going to give the ones, the, uh, the earlier ones are going to get more than the later ones. Now, one of the rules is that we try to avoid fights uh, when the kids inherit. So even though of alokashin hashin we're not afraid that there'll be a fight because we'll explain to them that this was their property from their mother. So even though all kids inherit equally, in this case, some will get more because they're inheriting from their mother. We don't, uh, we don't cancel that obligation so they won't fight, basically is what we're saying. Uh, how do you see that? Miktani sh'ni called We said the second ones come first. Ha ha'ika... Uh, um If there's enough, then both will get. If it's only if there's not enough to satisfy the second k'suva, you pay the dead first and then you inherit. But if there is enough to satisfy the k'suva, then the main the the next one is gonna is gonna be for the uh, the kids that had the mother that died first. And you see, after the k'suva, what's left goes for the other one. Now, we didn't mention there has to be something left for the second one to be collected. This was our question before, was if there's a k'suva to the sons, can they go back? If the father sold the property, can they get it back? So he says, he he wants to bring a proof, the Gemara over here, that you uh, see that they can't go back. This, actually, this is, I think Dr. Yafi you were saying this, or our group was saying this, that if the father could uh, borrow money or, and then give away his property that he got from this wife to pay the, off that debt, so you see that he can sell the property. There's no lien on that property. It's not just that he holds it for her kids. Basically, he can do with it what he wants, but if when he dies, it's still there, then it goes to the kids. So you see from that that it doesn't go, it's not lienable. Uh, let them go, um, let them take it from Livnishnia. Let them tell the second kids, uh, uh, you know, it's nice that he used that to pay the ksuva to you, but we were here first. <laughs> but well, it's from their mother. It's from their mother, right. <laughs> In other words, he had this land, and he's giving, we said that he's got to satisfy the debt first, which is to the second kids, he's got to pay that ksuva, and then. Uh, but if, the, uh, if they could go take it away, they could say, I'm sorry, I know that uh, you know he, he obligated himself to your mother, suva, but I'm sorry, this is our mother's uh, land. Get off it. <laughs> right?" So from the fact that they can't do it, you see that uh, it's, it, uh, it's not leanable. So that kind of sells it. Masi, Le'revashi, what's the proof? Like anything, we're always going to challenge it. Maybe uh there wouldn't be uh, uh the the uh the the ksuv of the male child so then what does it mean kod tani when it it just meant who comes first Yoshe so why do we mention those that inherit first idi tani tani nami i i we said that suva it's it's leftover dil may maybe really it could be uh, the Luksuvo the would be uh, satisfied the second one. Fako de dinner it's only when there is something left that you would uh, then satisfy the second one. Fa This is actually a debate when he has these two wives. Uh, we, we until now we assumed that there was one way, Now, now we're saying there's two opinions. The Tanya. Meso. he dies. And he let, he one one previous wife died beforehand, and one survives him. And he's got both. Ksuvah. The why the first sons can say, Bine Um they can tell the second sons, You get a Ksuva, take your Ksuva and get out of here. We inherit we're the we're here first. Rivkiva says with he said, no, it goes to the second sons now. The real question here is, are the second sons equally in the picture? My love, what's the argument? Even though they're both equal now, the first sons will get just what was left over from their mother. no It's a new arrangement now, and then the previous property is no longer in the picture.
1: Even without the Benidikrins, they're all nakhlas. Why is one son ahead of another son? They're all together. Or the guy now has four children. Forget about the fact that, the, you know what I'm saying? Forget the bit different. Mm. He has two from this one, two from this one. Right. So who's right. to say who's, what does it mean? Who's first, who's second? Because the source of the property source will, of... will have impact.
0: So I guess the question is when the source of some of the property, does there need to be something left to make them all equal? That's kind of the question. If the only property he has was from his first wife... But so
1: if it's, it's only a Benedictine, I totally right. get those two So kids. our
0: question is, does he need to have something to bring them in the picture or not? The second wife's children? Yeah. He had to, ha- he had to have something left over from that first, uh, first marriage. Everybody agrees, and over here the question is: This is the same argument. Mark that um, one k'suva um, can be uh, left over for the second one. But who If there's a loan then if there's extra money, then it would be, we would cover the second one. The argument is to buy the Ksuva. Let's see a uh, Rashi. Um, let's see if the Rashi makes it any better on this. Kodma uh, um, Lenachla, <laughs> it's right in the middle of the page. It comes first. Lo shinato harishonim um, achreim imun. It doesn't mean that uh, the earlier sons will take their mother's k'suva from their inheritance. It just means that they will take what's left over. In other words, we said the wife number two comes first um, because that the, um, uh, the, um, the k'suva wasn't satisfied. But we mean it can only be satisfied after the first one was paid. That's, that seems to be the, the question. Why are we calling them inheritance? They're not coming from her, they're not coming to inherit. If, they're, if, they're, if, they're, if, they're, if it's really inheritance, the inheritance doesn't start until after the husband dies. Okay, back to the Gemara. Maskivle uh, so, uh, Rev Yosef. So Rev Yosef has a question if that's true Revikiva Omar he says it already transferred it already becomes the the property of husband number 2 and it it, it should have said if it went to the first boy, first wife's kids it should have said if there's leftover El this is what they're arguing the this uh, the question is is there an argument here about the, the uh, property of the of the first wife or not? Uh, whether when the, uh, whether is that still in the picture? The Tanya no says Rishona. He married wife number one and then she died. No says Shania. He marries wife number two Umais, and then he dies. So who boy boy uh, and shows there laachar misa, the the sons of wife uh, number two come after he dies and they collect their mother's suva and then the uh, whatever is left uh, will be inherited. Uh, to, we, we always said the k'suva was a chov, was, an, was money that was owed. You satisfied first the money that was owed. Then you look at the inheritance. Rishim had said, im most your dinner, if there'll be at least a dinner left, so then you could pay the k'suva, and then the other one will get their property. lav, He says if there's not enough to satisfy both, he says they just split it. So uh, what's this argument? No. We still carry over the original k'suva. Well Mars no. if one again, one wife uh, was a, died during his lifetime, and one after his lifetime, Su then we ignore the k'suva's is different. So is that what we're talking about? So Mars said, no here there will be another debate which will leave for Yom Kippur okay so we're in the complicated fight over the inheritance and again the, the complex part here is that uh, the, the w- first wife there was no k'suva but there was a, tna, a condition of the k'suva that the property should be inherited by if the property if there is an inheritance it will go to her kids, to the sons of the first wife. But the problem is, she, he remarries, takes on new obligations, and there may not be, uh, and he's, he took on new obligations. So does what's left go to the second, uh, second wife's kids to satisfy the k'suva? Or do we say, well, listen, if there's not enough for both, we've got to give them their share. Why should they... Um, It almost looks like it's not fair if we don't give the second wife's kids also inherit. So why are we paying off the first one? Maybe we should just split it. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we'll look at as we go to tomorrow.